George Bush doesn't care about black people. From the creators of the Jimmy and Luke show and front seat cinema. This is revolutionary. There are white folks, and then there are ignorant motherfuckers like you. One man's poisoned is another man's taken. This is Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Revolutionary, the Revolutionary Podcast, podcast of Revolution. My name is Lucian, and thank you for joining me here on this third episode. We are, as we were for episode 2, streaming live on YouTube. I'd say this will be the case with a large number of our future episodes. Not all of them, but quite a few. And uh, it is 11.54 at night, which is a very late time for me to be up recording a podcast, but... Uh, this is the only opportunity I have to record this episode on this day, so I shall just record it now, uh, despite how late it is. What's been going on tonight? Well, there was a World Cup semi-final, the first of the World Cup semi-finals. Now, I did not see this semi-final. I'll explain to you in a moment what I was doing instead, but I believe the score was something absolutely ridiculously, uh, surprising. It was... Wait a moment... Germany 7, Brazil 1. Yes, that is correct. Um, well, basically, I uh, was at the uh, a premiere screening of the new film, Begin Again, starring Mark Ruffalo, Keira Knightley, Adam Levine, James Corden, Hayley Steinfeld. I was at a premiere screening of this film with the director, John Carney, and... While I was at the screening, the match was on, um, so I didn't get to see the match. I will go back and watch highlights of it. Uh, despite my usual lack of interest in soccer, these wor- this World Cup is very exciting, and this match sounds like one of the more interesting affairs. So I am going to... Um, so that, so I, that's why I missed the match, because I was at the f- screening of Begin Again. And a pause there. We didn't go to radio silence. I'm getting distracted by the tweets. This is uh, unacceptable. I hate, I absolutely hate getting distracted by Twitter when I'm recording a podcast. So I'm just going to look right at the screen. So I was at a premiere screening of the film Beginning End. I've just gotten back from it. I haven't really gathered my thoughts on the film yet. I haven't written a review or anything, so I'm not going to review it here. Uh, I believe it's already out in selected cinemas in the United States, and it's coming out here in Ireland and in the UK on Friday. It's a pleasant enough film. I enjoyed it. I can't say it's Citizen Kane or anything, but uh, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice, cheerful, uh, romantic film with uh, Keira Knightley and Mark Ruffalo, and has some nice songs. Well, the songs are okay. It has some nice New York locations. It's well directed. Uh, if you're looking for something cheerful to go to see in the middle of July, and there's nothing better on, which at the moment there really isn't. Uh, I mean, unless the Fault in Our Stars, well, the Fault in Our Stars isn't cheerful, so yeah. Um, no, this is a perfectly fine film. I think I would uh, say go to see it if you're in the mood for that kind of thing. It's, it's perfectly fine. Uh, so because of that, I missed the football. Football, very exciting. The semifinals. So today's was Brazil versus Germany, which means tomorrow's must be Argentina versus. I'm trying not to look. Uh, let me figure out who it is. Argentina versus. 
I really don't know. I actually cannot think of it now. Now this is this is a sign of how tired I am that I cannot remember who the other World Cup semi-finalist is. It is, of course, the Netherlands. How silly of me. All the last episode was me watching the Netherlands match. Yes, that match ended with the Netherlands beating Costa Rica, unfortunately, in the uh, penalties. And after those penalties, I... Uh, the star of Star Wars Episode Seven, Daisy Ridley. She shot me a Twitter reply. She tweeted, of all the games to watch, I pick that one. Exciting or what? This is literally five minutes after I finished recording the episode. And I go, who are you rooting for? And Daisy Ridley, star of Star Wars Episode Seven, replies to me, Costa Rica, love me an underdog. They did good regardless. Smiley face. That got three retweets, 19 favorites. So that's pretty cool. I got... Uh, a Twitter reply from Guardians of the Galaxy director James Gunn just doing before that, so it's a good week for me and uh, science fiction, upcoming science fiction film people, actors and directors and stuff, so who knows who will reply to me on Twitter next. So, covered World Cup, covered the begin again. Uh, the other big story in, uh, the big story in Ireland today, which absolutely huge deal, was uh, Garth Brooks. So Garth Brooks is basically a country western singer if you haven't heard of him he's extremely extremely popular uh as far as i know now i live in galway in ireland not dublin Galway's on the other side of the country but last october november it was announced that garth brooks is country western singer who i really have no awareness of um i i've been alive from quite a few years and i really have never heard one of this man's songs until this year i have this year heard a few of his songs but anyway so he announced in november that he was going to play two concerts in crow park in dublin crow park is basically the biggest stadium in the country uh, there's another big stadium in dublin the aviva stadium but that's slightly smaller um although it is newer he was going to play two gigs in crow park in dublin they sold out in i think five minutes uh, which to me is even surprising because i didn't think he was that popular so then uh, a few days later, he added a third gig, and then he added a fourth, and then he added a fifth. And for uh, between one and two weeks, this ridiculous mass hysteria about these Garth Brooks concerts and the tickets for them swept across the nation. All you heard on the radio was his god-awful song, Friends in Low Places, and uh, all it's, everyone was talking about, Garth Brooks tickets. And I was like, I didn't even know anyone liked Garth Brooks, and suddenly people were completely hysterical about him. Oh, anyway, all five concerts sold out, apparently. A few weeks ago, there was I think there was some controversy where it turned out that all five concerts had not been sold out, that one or two of them were not sold out at all. Anyway, then last week came to a head. Dublin City Council, turns out, back when the tickets went on sale, had not granted a license for the concerts, and there was this whole controversy. Basically, the people who live around the Crow Park Stadium and the Crow Park area, the residents, have an agreement with the people who run the stadium that, who are the GAA, the Gaelic Athletic Association, who have two major sports championships here. So basically, the residents had an agreement with the stadium that they would only have no more than three non-sporting events there every year, kind of big events because of the noise and the traffic and stuff. So, uh, But One Direction had played three gigs there back in May. So the Garth Brooks gigs were a five on top of the three that were agreed. So basically, the uh, Aiken Promotions, who were organizing the Garth Brooks gigs, were completely breaking the... Uh, agreement by having not one but five Garth Brooks concerts. So a few days ago, Dublin City Council said, we are not going to give a license for the final two. We'll give you a license for three. Now these three are still breaking the agreement, but they'll allow us. So uh, three Garth Brooks concerts instead of five. So 
uh, many people are disappointed. Now, it emerged today that one-fifth of Irish people bought tickets for these concerts. Statistically, there were 400,000 tickets sold, which is one-fifth of Irish people who bought tickets for this concert. Now, that is a genuinely terrifying statistic, um, considering I had, as I said, never heard one of his songs. Is it one in five Irish people going to see Springsteen or U2? I mean, I think U2 are a god-awful, terrible band, but they're at least Irish and, uh, you know, they have some very famous music. So uh, 400,000 people had bought tickets, but anyway, two of the concerts were cancelled, so that's however many tickets got. 150, probably. 160. So, what happened next? Uh, Garth Brooks not happy about his concerts being cancelled, not all, just two, mind you. So he issues a statement saying, for me, it's either five concerts or none at all. And he, um, he says, picking one of these five concerts, for me, would be like picking one of my uh, five children. Uh, and basically he's being, uh, frankly, a total asshole about his god-forsaken concerts in the uh, Crow Park. So, um, he said, yeah, for us, it is five shows and none at all. So Peter Aiken from Aiken Promotions reportedly, so today, Peter Aiken, fast-track, flew in his most likely private jet over to the U.S. and went to Garth Brooks's house and pleaded with Garth Brooks to continue with the three nights. He said, Garth, you're going to lose the country so much money and us so much money. And Brooks said, no can do. And today, uh, this afternoon, they announced that all five Garth Brooks concerts were cancelled. So a whole two weeks of mass hysteria in November. And all five were cancelled today. And I laughed my ass off for about two hours. And I said, I saw this coming. I knew something was going to happen. And this is the most recent news now. So, uh, over 400,000 ticket holders are being affected by the move. Ticketmaster.ie, the big ticket sales website, said it was facing an unprecedented operation to refund the tickets. I mean, this is bigger than... Remember when Michael Jackson, 50 concerts in the O2, and then he died? They had to refund all those concerts? I mean, this isn't 50 concerts, but the Crow Park has um, several times the capacity of the venue that Michael Jackson was supposed to be playing, so that's a lot of tickets. Um... So Aiken Promotions, it is with great regret that we announced the five have been cancelled. No concerts will take place. We have exhausted all avenues regarding the staging of this event. We are very disappointed Who'd, who purchased for, and listen to the clunky title of this event, the Garth Brooks Comeback Special Event. Wow, catchy title. So anyway, that is about as many shits as I give about the Garth Brooks concerts. I'm not going to bother boring you with it anymore. But anyway, look it up if you want. The whole thing is a total joke. Um, Garth Brooks... Who knows who bought tickets for his concerts, but clearly some people did, and those people are not acquaintances of mine, because I have never met a single soul who enjoyed the music of Garth Brooks, or had even heard of one of his songs. Um, what else is there for me to talk about? I'm sure there's lots for me to talk about, but frankly, I feel like going to bed. I was going to spend this episode talking a bit about... Um, about community versus the Big Bang Theory, but I'm really not in the mood, because I'm a bit tired. So I'll save that for a future episode. Um, that would be fun, I think. Basically me ranting about not liking the Big Bang Theory 
and liking community. Community last week, uh, after being cancelled by NBC, the last day, the last chance before the actors' contracts ran out, Yahoo Screen, their new online streaming service, went and snatched it up and are, are now going to be showing six se the sixth season of Community, which is really, really fantastic news for Community fans like myself, and uh, I was absolutely delighted. But I will talk about it on a future episode. You can go to BuzzUp to read all about it if you want. So, I believe that ooh, I shall leave this episode there. Uh, I know in the last episode I talked a bit, I was reading the J.K. Rowling novel, The Sil Silkworm, and today I got to a point in it, which was quite funny, where J.K. Rowling actually references Emma Watson, of course, star of her Harry Potter films. And uh, Emma Watson basically just mentioned as featured on the cover of the magazine. But it is pretty funny, because I am someone who's very interested in fourth walls and meta-references, and I said, well, technically, if Emma Watson is a famous actress in the universe that this novel is set in, then how did she find fame? Because, of course, in real life, Emma Watson found fame from the Harry Potter films. But the Harry Potter films can only exist if J.K. Rowling exists. And if J.K. Rowling exists, the novel The Silkworm does not exist, which means the universe of the novel does not exist. Have a think about it, it'll blow your mind. But anyway, it was a funny little uh, Easter egg J.K. Rowling put in there that her collaborator and friend, I'm sure, Emma Watson, gets mentioned in her book as a big-time celebrity. That's the end of this episode of Revolutionary. Thank you for listening. Go to our website. We have some nice new posters up there with a big revolutionary fist holding an iPod. That's my fist, my iPod, that I listen to all my podcasts on. Uh, you can visit buzzhub.info, which is my film and TV website. You can follow me on Twitter, Revolutionary, Instagram, Revolutionary. You can go to revolutionary.wordpress.com, which is the website of our show. Uh, we are now on iTunes Store, so go to iTunes Store, search Revolutionary, or E-V-O-L-U-C-I-E-N-A-R-Y. Rate us and review us whatever country you're in, because that will help us to get more listeners. Thank you very much. And check out my other podcast, Front Seat Cinema. New episodes this week. Okay. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. This is revolutionary.